You're listening to Touch the Line Podcast. My name is Evan Silver, and here we focus on leadership, culture, and building a team. This podcast was created to serve you so you can serve others. Episode 30 of Touch the Line. I can't believe we made it to 30 episodes. I, when I thought about this, I didn't think about what would episode 30 look like, but I'm glad it looks like this. I've got Miss Leah from Paul Mitchell, the school in Greenville, South Carolina. Leah, welcome to Touch the Line podcast. Thank you, Evan. Congratulations on the big 3-0. I know the big 3-0. I'm like, I'm in my, I'm in my, uh, it's like turning 30 all over again, which was very hard for me, by the way. Leah, tell our listeners, tell us a little bit about you and how you got in the position you're in. And what was your title at Paul Mitchell? Okay. It's a little loaded. So I'm a, (laughs) at Paul Mitchell, we call our students future professionals. So the first piece of my title is future professional advisor. So at the school, I am working with each student directly, um, academically, attendance-wise, just for general support, um, and providing students resources. If they don't know who to talk to, where to go, um, I create a really comfortable, safe rapport with our whole student body, too, so they don't feel like their back is ever to the wall, and they don't they don't know what their options are either. So that for me is really fulfilling, which also kind of bleeds into, um, I suppose, the reason I was asked to be on Touch the Line today. So the next piece of the puzzle is I also uh, work with the placement, the job placement at the school. Uh, So a big part of that is networking with local salons and just getting our name, my name in on behalf of the students just out into the local community so we can help our students find a place that makes them really really happy and really fulfilled but also helps them to build the confidence to make their exit out of this educational simulation we've created and you know into the real world which is a little bit scary for some of our students you know like for you at the age of 28 Entering, <laughs> you know, the the consistent weird simulation too of the adult working world, which you know is kind of BS. We shouldn't ever, we shouldn't ever have to put that title on us or feel that pressure. But you know, to to spend an entire year giving a huge part of your life up for this thing that you're training for, and then all of a sudden it's real and it happens. Um, that is that is no joke. It's a huge change. Yeah, it is a huge change. So you're helping students take their next step after school into salons or spas or wherever, correct? That's correct. All right. So you probably, I I didn't know you did that. I knew you dealt with them like one-on-one and getting them in the school and everything like that. So this is, these questions are going to be great that I have for you because I have, I get, comments and questions all the time about salons connecting with the schools. Like how do they get in the door? And we're going to talk about that, but tell me a little bit about Paul Mitchell, the school, because this is the vibe I get when I go into the one in Greenville. I can't speak for all of them because I've only been to one in the upstate in Greenville, South Carolina, 
But you guys, when I walk in, there's just a, there's an excitement. You guys are always so welcoming and like you, you know, be like, oh, you got to meet this person and this person. Like, what is that? Obviously it's a culture, but is that something that just happens or is that something that you guys teach new employees? Like what's, what's going on in the Paul, uh, Paul Mitchell, the school in Greenville? Yeah. Um, well, you nailed it. It's culture. Uh, a huge part of uh, what happens inside of our four walls, too, is, you know, not only helping our students feel like they're getting prepared um, practically, so on the technical side of things, but professionally, so professional development, but also a huge theme within all Paul Mitchell schools that is actually expected of all Paul Mitchell schools is to also create a culture of kindness and community. So, you know, I feel like that might be something that we don't get as often anymore organically. So it's really important that the entire team that works with Paul Mitchell is also upholding, you know, this culture of kindness, um, positive reinforcement, being really, really connected to every single person that is within our school. Um, And also, you know, I always like to remind myself too. the students are, you know, individual clients to each of us without our students. None of us would, none of us would be working or paying our bills. And it is really important that we, we let the students know how grateful we are for their presence, but also how much we want them to succeed. And Within that, you know, statement I just said about success, the the main mission that came from the creator of Paul Mitchell, which is John Paul DeJoria, um, this wonderful man in his 80s who's a philanthropist, um, an incredible person in the business world. He happens to be a billionaire, um, but also one of the kindest people in the entire world. And his motto is, uh, when people come first, success will follow. I love that. Say that again. When people come first, success will follow. I love that because, you know, I'm all about putting people first and, you know, that he's a billionaire and he's kind, (laughs) like those are two great things. Um, That's why I'm looking for, um, for my new best friend is to be a billionaire. (laughs) Uh, John Paul, if you're listening. (laughs) I'm I'm taking applications for new best friend. What, one thing that I love is you guys create like a, an excitement, a culture of celebration. And that's awesome. But as salons, it holds us accountable because they're having all this celebration, all this fun and in school. And then when they go into a career in a salon, we got to make sure that we're still having that fun and celebration. So they're not going, wait, School was like fun and celebrating and like this, this is boring. (laughs) So that's something that I've talked about on the podcast in our own company is that, hey, we need to incorporate fun. You're working with students, helping them get to the next level in their career. What What are some of the things that you're hearing that students are looking for in a salon and spa? Hmm. You know, I think with our students or students in general, we're in this, I don't know, different transitional chapter in life where 
this new generation is um, going to be a huge part of the working force. Um, so I think, you know, myself as a millennial, but, you know, some of the gen, um, gen Xers and baby boomers that are still in this industry, we're kind of like, what do we do with these guys? Because their, their lifestyle, their values, um, their means of communication are all so different. <laughs> Very And different. this is like, this is like fresh. Like we have, you know, like 18 year olds and, you know, young men and women in their early twenties. And so a huge part of it, I think right now for us is listening um, and collecting feedback. And I'm finding that a lot of a lot of our students are really torn. Um, students want to assist. Uh, also, a large majority of them really want to go into business for themselves. Yeah, and um, you know that's a that's a new concept for me. Uh, when I was just in the professional industry myself eleven years ago, just starting off. I remember I got like one year in at the spa I was working at and I was like, I'm going to stick it to the man. I'm going to start my own business. I was 19. Um, it failed. It failed miserably. I had no idea what I was doing. My mindset was a little more like, I've got this. Like, I know what I'm doing when in reality I don't. Um, but I'm finding too that like there was really never any education. Um or conversation. Uh, and I would never, you know, try to put myself in the same box as somebody else who comes from a completely different background or generation. But I'm seeing that there's this huge need and want for um, independence. Yeah. So uh, what I'm also hearing from a lot of our students or, um, you know, getting feedback on is a lot of students are wanting to go into somewhat of an assisting role and, and kind of shift into like booth rental right away, which is kind of a foreign concept to all of us. Yeah, I I get that all the time. <clears throat> and I'm, you know, I don't bash whichever route anyone goes. Yeah. But one thing that I don't understand is where people are like, oh, I want to come in to be an assistant commission and then do booth rental. And I was like, so tell me why. <laughs> and I know it's a regional thing where we are in South Carolina, you know, other parts of the country, you know, that's not the way it is, honestly. And so I, I just, I make sure that <clears throat> I educate them on if you do things ethically, booth rental and commission, you're going to make the same amount. And so I just, I kind of get in their head of like, Hey, what is it that makes you want to make, do these steps? Not that they're wrong, but like, why, why is that? So what you're saying is you're seeing a lot of these like independents with suites and booth rental. So how do you have those conversations? Like what, what, what are you telling them? Well, um, a lot of it shows up organically when I'm in conversation with our students. Um, typically between the hours of 850, 900, all the way up to those 1500 hours where they're just ending the program, we just get on the subject of where do you want to go? Or, you know, it doesn't have to be a formal setting. I just really love hearing from our students and getting to know them 
so I can better serve them. So, you know, even if I'm walking down the hallway and I'm running into a student I haven't talked to in about a week, you know, just striking up conversation. Hey, um, Anna, how have you been? I haven't, I haven't talked to you in a while. Where are you thinking about going? Do you want to have a meeting? Do you want to sit down? Let's, let's have a conversation. And within that conversation, I'm, I'm learning a lot of our students really want that freedom. Yeah. Um, and I think, like you said, they're on to something um, because I think there is this, you know, maybe the experience they've seen their parents have um, or people in their life consistently, you know, always working, um, watching family members or loved ones experience so much stress, um, you know, and maybe seeing what that does, you know, in their personal life and with their relationships. And I think they're, they're wanting to do something that everybody's always wanted to do. And it, it's working just a little bit smarter and not as hard, which is okay. It's just kind of finding maybe a strategy that works. And, um, I, I'd be very interested to see in the next six to, to 12 months where some of our students end up, um, after going into booth rental or suite rental for themselves. Um, and within that timeframe, that six to 12 months, I will actually have some statistics because, a huge part of the placement piece is all behind the scenes. And we're always working on that previous year. So, you know, by mid early 22, um, mid 2022, um, I will actually be going back through and checking in and following up with all of those students um, and finding out what their experience has been. Um, And then also reminding them, you know, just because your journey ended here at this school doesn't mean our journey has to be over. Um, the industry is huge. It's ever changing. The upstate area is one of the most populous areas in this South Carolina. Uh, there's about 700,000 people, which means that there's going to be new salons. There's going to be salons that are turning over, taking new business ship, maybe shifting the ways that they're doing things. So it would be a complete disservice if I didn't continue to educate the people that have been in my world for so long. So you follow up with the students. I Mm -hmm. I love that. And you also, don't y'all have like a private Facebook group? Yeah, we do. We have an alumni group and um, I love Facebook, but also Instagram is such a, it's, it's the medium that so many people are utilizing. And so, you know, a huge part of what I do on a daily basis is, you know, go through our DMS, um, through the Paul Mitchell, the school Greenville Instagram app and either connect or just stay up to date on, you know, what everybody's doing and, and checking in, in many different ways. But the Facebook alumni group is great. I'm just also finding and seeing that, um, you know, Instagram is truly right now the platform that so many people use on a daily basis. Like, I'm pretty sure I even open up my own Instagram app just as much as I might open up my um, text messaging or my iOS app on my iPhone, which is kind of creepy to think about. Yeah, I've I found out that with most younger people because I'm the oldest person in our company, surprise, um, that if I contact them through Instagram, 
I'll get almost immediate response. If I send an email, it takes a while. And yeah. I mean, our, our, our neighbor, their daughter, they're like, Hey, if you need her, hit her up on Snapchat because text messages, she won't get to them for a while. And I'm like, really? Like, it's just probably right beside the Snapchat app, but it's really great to know like how they communicate and hit them with that medium. Cause if we get stuck in our ways of like, Oh, we're going to do just email. Um, mm-hmm. you, you might not, you might be missing out on a lot. So uh, I love that. I took some, uh, a couple of, I jotted some things down as you were talking that, you know, students that are going to uh, booth rental or even suites, I've interviewed people and, you know, there's people that are not going to fit our mold for our company and that's completely fine. I definitely want them to be successful in whatever they do, but I'll let them know like, Hey, if you're going to do a suite you're learning about hair, you need to learn about business just as much. You need to make mm-hmm. sure that you're, you know your expenses, how much money's coming in, how much money's going out. Um, so I've recommended business books to them as well. Like, hey, you need to read these because if you don't get this in control now, um, it, it, it's just not going to last. It's just going to be you're going to be bleeding money out the back. So let's 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 keep going. I've got some some more questions to ask because I know a lot of our salon owner listeners are listening in. How can salons support their local schools? That's an amazing question. Um, you touched on this briefly uh, in the beginning of our conversation. And one thing you said is just showing up, uh, which is amazing and really, uh, really special. So I think we call that kind of a grassroot effort. Um, show up, introduce yourself, um, call the school uh, and stop in, you know, set a time too, so that when you do stop in, if it's not just a drop in, we can introduce you to different elements of the program, you know, students that are maybe nearing graduation or students that are just beginning their career in our school, which would be in our the first 200 hours of their program, which we call core. They're building all the foundations. But I think we would also be doing our core classes a disservice if we're not introducing them to who's out there. So I think one of the best things that anybody can do is, is just show up so that, you know, a school's placement leader or a school's director, or, you know, somebody who's in kind of an education leadership role, or even the service desk, um, can just put a face to the name um, or a face to the business that people might know about. But how are we supposed to um, promote anybody that we don't know? Um, right. You know, and then on the flip side, social media is incredible. I love what a lot of the salons have been doing and is just tagging us in um, job availability postings or sending us um digital flyers about what's out there. But I think something that would be really incredible too is for salons to even start to post some videos, like some introductions, um, because a lot of our audience is on social media. I mean, I think we've all been there where we go down that crazy rabbit hole of Instagram story watching or scrolling through the feed and, you know, one hour goes by and you're like, what did I... What did I just do? What have I done I with my like, life? 
feel like I lost a couple brain cells and I have no idea how I ended up on my cousin's best friend's Instagram page. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're like, okay, what was that for? But I also think, um, you know, with the, the generation that is in the school, millennials, Gen Zs, you know, we even have some of the uh, more mature crowd too, that is just getting into social media. I think for them to also see content, you know, directed at them, that's not maybe asking something, but showing who you are and what it is you're looking for and how you can support somebody in their journey, I think goes a really long way. People want to be supported and, um, they don't always know they can ask for permission, but I think sometimes if we just put that out there, that creates trust right off the bat and trust is huge. Yeah, that that's really great. You gave me a great idea because on, if you go apply in our company, you go to our website, you go to join our team. We have two videos on there that I walk through our core values and I walk through our artist Academy, which is our associate program. Because the first interview I was spending, you know, 15 minutes of the 30 minute interview talking about that, I'm going to take that and put it in a story. And so when people are on our Instagram, it's the same video, but it's in a story format. So that's a, that's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. You know, tag schools or, you know, send that video, you know, in a DM like to us, to um, Kenneth Schuler to anybody who's out there in an educational establishment, because we're all on social media. Um, you know, we don't have a choice. Luckily we all kind of love it secretly. We don't admit it. Um, but you know, even giving us that content so that we can promote that to our students is really great too, because we don't always have time for the face to face. And, um, this can be a really great segue into setting up that meeting to have that person step into our school so that when you show up, our students are like, oh, oh, that's the guy, that's Evan, the guy from the video from so-and-so. And I really loved what he said about, you know, the team that he works with and that he's created. So yeah. I think even just having that, that little bite-sized gift of this is who I am this is what I stand for and I want to support you and I'd love to meet you. You know, something like that, I think, you know, helps to bridge that gap because I think something we all know about the newer generation of stylists is they're so comfortable. um, They're so comfortable behind the medium of social media or, you know, like just, recording a video of themselves, sharing something personal and putting it out there. But I think some of those soft skills are lost in the process, you know, face to face. And people, people want to know who you are before they meet you. Exactly. And you, you said, as you were talking about this, it it hit me because I've heard, you know, people my age and a little bit older be like, "I I don't do social media. I don't like social media. As you were talking, social media gives us more of a um, broader voice because you think about if it was just before social media, I would literally have to meet the people in your company, the students face to face 
But now I could put out an Instagram post and hit majority of the the students at Paul Mitchell, which I think is so huge. So if you're listening to this and you've been resisting social media, use social media as a tool to basically introduce yourself to a bunch of the students and you don't even literally, you don't even have to show up. <laughs> you know, you could just do a video yeah. when you do show up, like you said, people are like, Oh, they already feel really connected. How can salons find the top talent inside the school? So how many students roughly do you have right now? We've got a great number of enrollment right now. We're around the 145 to 150 enrollment mark, which is kind of amazing. Normally we're between like 130, 140. Okay. So if, if I'm, if I'm a salon, what I am, if I would say the average salon's looking for at a time, maybe two, three, five people, and you have 145, 150, how do I find the top talent that's going to fit my culture? How do I find the top talent inside of Paul Mitchell if I'm a salon looking for someone to hire? I love that question. Um, it's loaded, though. I think, uh, once again, putting out there like what it is you are looking for, yeah. um, first of all, can just create a little bit of a foundation for that student that really wants to show off what they've got or the insane talent that they've got. So I think even for our students who, you know, are and can be really talented, they also want to know who to show that to as well. So a great way to do that, which I know a lot of our local salons have been doing is, you know, following our students on social media, um, seeing what they're posting. I mean, there's some, I mean, and I can't speak for any other schools, but we have some incredible students that have mastered like the iPhone photography and the lighting and, um, you know, are actively and courageously putting their work out there. You know, they're not licensed. Obviously they're in a school that is licensed, so they're not doing anything illegally, but to see the work that they're putting out there that they're so proud of, is incredible. And I think, you know, once again, having to loop back to social media, that is one way to get directly connected. Or, you know, say you've got your eye on a few students that are, you know, consistently just coming up with this incredible work and, you know, putting it out there. Why not DM the school, call the school? Um, Hey, I noticed Sarah's Instagram posts, the, the work and the dimension she is coming up with is amazing. Can I set up a meeting with her? You know, I think also it's a little old school, but it's a lost art to even just like have a coffee date with somebody. I tell our students that all the time, you know, when they're in the process of figuring out where they want to go, I think they get a little nervous because striking up a conversation with a business owner, they also view that person as like 10 notches above them on a totem pole. But in reality, we're all human beings. So I also share with our students too, that are like, Oh man, I don't know. I'm not quite sure. I'm feeling this place. I don't know how I want to commit. And I'm like, just commit by maybe getting to know that person too. You know, obviously as a business owner, but 
Why not hear their story? So I think one piece that is the most important part about finding talent is actually connecting to that person because it's, you know, a little vulnerable to put yourself out there already and to show off your skills, but to have um, maybe open communication and some trust present um, can also help that student come out of their shell a little bit. But then for schools to also promote events, um, something like we do, which you attended uh, back in June, uh, Meet Your Dream Team, which is like this really cool reverse career fair where local business owners, um, stylists that are maybe looking for an assistant, um, salon suite owners, barbershops, we invite them into our school while our students are doing their thing behind the chair in their own element, also provides this space for somebody that wants to see talent without feeling like they're awkwardly standing around our school when there isn't an event and our students think maybe it's somebody's mom or dad just showing up for a tour. Um, I think just connecting with schools and maybe if a school hasn't created something like that, who says you can't suggest it? Who says you, you know, you can't collaborate with a school yourself to, you know, get your foot in the door as well. Um, but I think showing up is huge. I think social media is huge. And then I think just creating on a, or connecting just on a human to human basis is kind of a lost art these days. Right. It really is. You, you talked about meet your dream team, I guess, you know, other schools might have like a a career fair or something like that where they invite um, salons in. And this is what I I didn't do this on purpose, um, but I kind of stumbled upon it. So if you're listening and you do something like this, what I did, Leah, I think I actually went to you and I was like, who should I meet? Like, where should I start? And you told Mm -hmm. me to meet someone. I met that person and then I asked them, hey, who should I meet next? And then they told me, and I went and met them. And I, after I met them, I said, who should I meet next? And so I was just bouncing around and start, and I felt like it was very, very fruitful. Um, some other things um, that you mentioned when I walk in, I always, I'll walk in and say, Hey, introduce me to three people. And you know what I'm looking for. I'm looking for humble, hungry, nice, hardworking, coachable people. I want to just know three people. I don't need to know 20, 25, 30, 40 people. Let me just get to know three and we'll start there. A, it helps me. (laughs) And, you know, I think with salons, the schools knowing what the salons are looking for is going to be very, uh, very beneficial. You talked about following them on social media. I think that's huge when you're recruiting and you're, you're liking the students post and you're commenting when it gets time to graduate they're going to think about your company because you were there supporting them. And I would say a like and a comment on social media is the equivalent of you walking in and shooting off confetti cannons and being like, you're awesome. You know, like that's how they feel connected and loved. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And just sharing, like I said, sharing your core values with the, um, the, the schools. And so when you're like, Hey, we're looking to hire, you have some sort of idea of what, uh, we're looking for. 
Well, can I actually go back yeah, to that question? Yeah, I got absolutely. Two things I want to add really quick, and then we can move forward. But um, just like with social media, liking and commenting on a post, and I, I really think that calling the school, emailing the placement leader, director, you know, sending a DM to that school's Instagram, saying, "I love so and so's work. Can I? Can I set a meeting with them?" You know, I oh. think even can take that that connection to the next level because you know even when i think about social media these days our students have like more followers than we do because they're so you know they're following so many different people and they've got you know people from high school because they've got huge graduating classes of like 5 right. to 600 people you know somebody's aunt from california whatever it is so they're getting comments all the time. And sometimes those comments can also get lost in the, maybe the fluff comments from somebody they don't actually know. So keep liking and keep commenting, but take it a step further and reach out to that school and say, I'm a little obsessed with so-and-so's Instagram or Facebook or, you know, the strange world of TikTok. Um, how, how can I get connected to them? Can I set a meeting with them or get, can I set up a call with them or something like that? Because I think even that extra step right there is going to go 1 million miles because liking and commenting doesn't necessarily go too far, but actually taking that step to connect is really what's going to help build confidence in that student because social media is, you know, essentially fluff. Not every relationship is real, so why not make it real? Uh, I'm smiling from ear to ear because that is a game changer. Think about if you're a student at school and a salon reached out to to the school and says, and you went to the student and said, hey, Silver Salon would love to meet with you. They would love to take you out to lunch or whatever that is. They, if I'm in their position, I'm going, what? That's awesome. You know? Yeah. And let me ask you this. How many salons are doing that? I haven't had a single one do that. See? Well, we're going to be your first one. I love it. <laughs> I'm going well, to do know, it before I, before I post this. Because <laughs> once I it. post it, you might have a lot more. That's I dare awesome. you. Um, well, and something that, you know, kind of inspired that thought is, you know, anytime I'm acting a little bit as the liaison or the middleman to connect our student with um, a salon owner or somebody looking for that assistant, my favorite thing to do is to, you know, get the word from that salon. Hey, we would, we're really interested in this student. Thanks for letting us know. Or when they, you know, reach out with an ask, we're looking for somebody. Do you know anybody? And I say, oh yeah, so-and-so. And if that student's already in conversation with me about, I think I want to go there, being able to share that news with that student of, hey, Evan from Silver Salon, Evan and Aaron, um, they want to meet you. They want to set up an interview. Just seeing the joy in somebody's face um, yeah. is, is priceless. And it is, for me, an absolute daymaker. So why, why wouldn't I want to do that you know, to a completely different degree and, and help build confidence in that way? Because it really, it really feels good to feel like you have something that will benefit another person. And, you know, if we don't have that conversation, nobody's going to know. Because once again, social media is incredible, but it's also a little bit of a fluffer, you know, Instagram versus right. reality. That, that joke. 
it rings true. I love it. I love when I do a podcast and I kind of know how it's going to go, but I love when I like learn new things. I'm like, yes, I'm ready to like get on that. So that was that, that right there, that nugget right there was worth the entire time. Um, All right. So the last question I got, thanks for all that, Leah. Sheesh. Of course. I I could end it right now and just be right. It would be awesome. (laughs) Um, So right this could go in. We're going to make these two questions. One, how can salons get in to do classes? And when they get in to do a class and teach, what are, what are some great content? Cause I get questions of like, Hey, I'm going to teach at a school, but I'm not really sure on what to teach. Cause they don't want to teach what you're teaching. So how, first off, how did they get in to teach a class? I love it. Um, well, something that we have, you know, instilled in our curriculum is the opportunity for guest artists to come in. And a guest artist for us is somebody in the industry that wants to come in and share something about their experience or um, teach a demonstration or teach a hands-on class or do something within professional development. I can't speak to every school, but I also think it's worth that salon owner, if they don't know if that school has an opportunity for that, why not ask? And then why not bring something to the table? So something I know that our school loves is um, our students love learning about color. But I don't know how often our students get to do maybe a hands-on class or something where they can get their hands, you know, in the hair or participate and help that stylist with the demonstration that they're doing. Because we, you know, we love to think, you know, for me as somebody that works at a school versus being a student, we think we're doing them a huge service by having somebody just come in and talk. But we have to remember we're in a non-traditional educational setting. You know, we have artists among us. We have people that, you know, are so intelligent, but maybe not necessarily by the standardized education um, expectation that's been put out there. They want to get, they want to learn kinesthetically and they want to listen or they want to see something done while understanding what the dexterity feels like so they can really take that information in. So I would say even for somebody wanting to come into a school and teach something, um, you know, take it a few steps further and and ask the students to actively be a part of it. Whether you have the students maybe bring a mannequin in um, or, you know, have people come up on the stage and participate in what you're doing. Um, that is not something I have seen very often. And, you know, up until probably about four or five months ago, I didn't know I could ask somebody to do that. But we have licensed instructors in the room as well. So, you know, why not allow that space for our students or students in general to just get their hands on the type of surface and the type of hair that they want to work with. Yeah. Um, So I would love to see that. And I want to start bringing that into our school as well. And I also think it would be kind of fun for the person teaching. Um, you know, it's kind of hard to create a presentation on hair color or cutting and just have somebody sit there and take it in because right. 
it's an art form, but there's science and there's a very specific technique involved. So, you know, that information for some students is going to go in one ear and out the other. And by the time they finish, they're like, I feel really great, but I literally have no idea where to start. And they're you know? artists. So they, they want to yeah. have their hands and hair. Every associate comes in our company. They want their hands and hair. That's, yeah. that's, that's the goal. Uh, one thing to add on to that. So we did a class a while back and it was the, the, the evening crew. And you guys told us like, Hey, they're more quiet. They're not going to be like asking a lot of questions more than likely. And I was like, okay, challenge accepted. And so if you're, if you're listening to this and you're going to present in a school, I think everyone's heard of canva.com. If you haven't heard of canva.com, then, you know, Canva's download it's, it's literally like, if I'm the like, best. if I could go back 10, 15 years, I would develop that. And <laughs> I would probably be sitting on some private Island right now. I would have, is, I would have put stock into that company if I were smart. Yes. It's a brilliant ago. company, but you can create presentations inside of Canva. And there's a feature in there where people can go to a website and they can text in questions and it would actually come up on the presentation on the TV or the projector or whatever that is. So I told the evening crew, I said, Hey, if you want to, if you don't want to raise your hand, you can just text in a question and we'll, and it'd be anonymously. And I'm telling you, it just started flooding in. And I was like, Oh my gosh, we had so many questions. I was like, I've we've got a presentation that we're doing right now. And we did a, we did a class where I talked more on the business. I didn't talk so much about our company because I want it to benefit everyone that's in the class and everyone in the class is not going to work in our company. So why would I spend so much time talking about us? I want to give them valuable information. And then my wife, she did extensions and there's a, uh, you can find multiple apps on your phone. And we made my phone a camera and we could zoom in on the extensions and show it on the TV. So mm-hmm. there's very technology now, like instead, cause when you're doing extensions, it's very close. And so everyone in the room can't see, but with turning, you know, if you got a camera or anything like that, you know, using that and putting it on the TV so everyone can see, but I love what you said, going a step further is like doing hands-on where they all have extensions and mannequins and they're doing it themselves. So that's really great. One more thing to add to that. Um, talking about business, that's huge. Um, and I think that would be a really incredible thing for salon owners to, you know, ask a school if they can come in and add that to the curriculum, because that's a curriculum that I I would like to place some money on that schools are going to have to begin implementing, you know, actively into their education. Um, You know, and it's almost sad, too, to think that in high school, there wasn't a lot of business classes, or maybe it was elective, or there wasn't as many classes about taxes, and things you're going to really, truly um, be utilizing when you do become an adult. Uh, maybe Absolutely. trigonometry is great, but also what about <laughs> right? <laughs> never made it there. Totally okay with it. But you know, what about things that are essential for 
human beings as they reach an adult status and enter the working profession to know about. And, you know, some of our students that enter our school have no idea still. And we're going to begin implementing some some business types of fundamentals. Um, Paul Mitchell, the school, has actually revamped an entire um, business fundamental book too. And we're going to actually start asking some guest artists to present on a few chapters that come in so that A, it's part of our curriculum, but B, you know, whoever it is can can put their spin on the information that they are receiving. Um, I love so that. they can put that out there, but business is huge. And then something that's really, I think essential and um, our students do too, is interviewing. You know, we do classes on interviewing, but I know we've talked about this before. Our students aren't going to listen to us the full 1500 hours. You know, they're not, obviously they're paying to be in our presence, but we also have to bring some outside forces in to challenge their way of thinking. Because, you know, after 11 to 18 months, they really feel like they know us. So there's a little bit of a bias there. And I think it would be incredible too for salons, business owners, guest artists to come in and even teach a class on interviewing followed up with, you know, some sort of activities, you know, that really get our students engaged. Because that's a huge next step of the process. Once you graduate, you got to interview. Leah, this has been a phenomenal time. Um, thank you for so much for your time and bringing a lot of wisdom to our listeners and to me. I took notes and I appreciate you being on Touch Salon. Of course, I'm, I'm honored you asked. So we'll have to do this again in a year and uh, see where all of our booth renters end up. Yeah, love it. Thank you, Leah. All right. Thanks, Evan. Take care and happy 30th episode. Thank you for listening to Touch the Line podcast. Connect with me on social media and my website by searching evansilver.co. That's evansilver.co. If this episode impacted you, please leave a review and share it on all social media. Thanks for tuning in.